1: Welcome to another episode of A Novel Evening. I'm Danny. You can find me over on Instagram as at Blotted Books. And for this episode, I am joined by the wonderful L.V. Matthews, uh, whose newest novel, The Twins, is an absolute must read for anybody who's a fan of a darker thriller, a uh, psychological thriller uh, with lots of twists and turns. I read it at the very start of July and was absolutely hooked. Um, desperate to know more as I was reading. Completely lost in these two very, very different siblings, um, and yeah, completely fascinating read. Um, and now I'm gonna obviously have to go back and read her her debut novel, The Prank, um, and and read some more of her her twisty turny thrillers. And I am so excited that she's going so to join a big me. hello to Liv Hello, about her books. hello. Oh, course, it's so nice to actually to talk, talk to you. Yeah, I hello. feel like we've chatted loads online.
2: Yes. <laughs> we have i know exactly. it's really weird putting people's faces like actually seeing people it's very weird next yeah. week's going to be weird yeah so obviously next week fresh. we're going to
1: be in person at the book party this will probably yes. come out afterwards and will have already happened and we'll want to forget everything that's <laughs> taken place but yeah we're going to meet in real life in a room full of books and bloggers and authors
2: but you must like i i'm so bad at um recognizing people even if i've seen them I would just okay. be like, uh, blanking. I just, just have no clue. So if I see you, I will say hi. If you see me first and I'm just like that, just wave at me.
1: I mean, I do have, it's hard to tell because my hair's very wet. Well. I do have you pink hair. hair. So hopefully that will help yeah. a little bit. But I will say, I will be like, it's me.
2: <laughs> yes, I will say it's me. Because, yeah, I can imagine it's going to be full of people that you've probably spoken to a hundred times and then you're just like, what? I don't
1: yeah. know. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty wild, actually. I think it's going to be. There seems to be a lot of people going. It's big yeah. buzz about it, which is going. It's
2: be great, fun. isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of anything like this either. You know, I've been to Q and As and book signings, but this genuinely seems like a big piss up with totally lovers.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, all credit to Vic and AJ. They've just done, you know, off their own bat. Just it's become a huge thing, and I hope that they do it every year. <laughs> that they, they'll probably say no.
1: <laughs> like, no, this was too much. <laughs> what were we doing? I think it's going to be fantastic, and obviously you're going to be there with your book to up uh, the
2: twins. I shall, yes, yes. I shall be I bringing be my
1: copy and thrusting it under
2: your nose. <laughs> Brilliant. I will. I will sign it. I will sign it. I, and parts of your body that you may not sign. <laughs> this wouldn't be the
1: first time, so you we'll know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be I think it's going to be very relaxed and I hope that people go and feel like they can just chat with authors whose books they've loved and That's just funny. not feel yeah. pressure to think of interesting questions and you know something smart to say and actually just be able to go up drunkenly and say like I loved your book it was great oh
2: totally totally and like the likewise the other way with us seeing you guys and being like thank you for supporting or I loved your review or do you know what I mean it's like a collaborative thing isn't it
1: yeah it's just yeah. A, a
2: mutual love of books and you know
1: yeah and alcohol I hope for I most know. people who are
2: going to be there <laughs> <laughs> I hope that there's dancing
1: Oh, there's a playlist. There is a playlist already on Spotify. I'll send you the link. What? Yeah, there's going to be da- I mean, I will dance wherever, whenever, whatever is playing. Perfect. So I will
2: dance. Oh, I did not know that was a playlist. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That yeah, in meant- fact,
2: you better send it to me because obviously I'm old now and I don't know half the songs. So I'll have to just, you know, do my homework and pretend that I'm, you know, down with the kids. No, there's
1: a lot of 90s. <laughs> it, there's a Ed real isn't My favourite. Yeah, I think Vic and, uh, and AJ, they've not gone for, you know, recent releases. It's a nostalgia. Okay. There's a lot Good. of J-Lo as well. Uh, no,
2: J-Lo, interesting. Interesting. I think that's Vic.
1: I think that's her, her input into her proceedings. Bags. Yeah, there definitely. And obviously, we're going to come and chat to you all about your book, The Twins. I have many questions. So I read it at the start of this month in preparation for us chatting. I love a psychological thriller. I love something that is twisty and dark and a bit weird. And I love it when there's a twist at the end that you did not see coming. And the twins has all of that. It's fantastic.
2: Thank you. That's very sweet.
1: What do you think it is about twins in thriller settings? Because they quite often crop up. What is it Mm. about twins that is so weird?
2: Do you know... I mean the start of this year there were seven books that I knew about coming out about twins All seven, thrilling, seven and that was just the ones that I'd heard of yeah I just think there's a real intrigue there's always been an intrigue hasn't there in like script writing or books or whatever I, th- I think people are sort of fascinated by the fact that two people sort of come into the world together and it's almost sort of supernatural and I think you can have so much fun with twins, can't you? you? You can have them sort of eerie, like The Shining, right? Yep. Or you can have um, the sort of oh, the the parent trap, you know, like the, yeah. the one the one that's girlier or the one that's like not. Or I think infinite amount of possibilities you can do with like identity switching identities and right. you know all that kind of stuff. And I think it's that like you don't want to you don't want to overdo you don't want to overdo tropes do you? Yeah. But, um, actually sometimes the tropes is why we love reading about them. Yeah. Like the switching, you know?
1: And I actually think twins, there's something as well that they can either be so different or so similar. And there is also this undertone, as you say, with the supernatural, I I had friends who were twins and they would quite often, they would know what the other one was thinking, or they would kind of be on a completely different level to a lot of siblings, you know, Yeah. And I love the fact that you've touched on some things in yours about the kinship of twins and what that can actually mean to be Mm. that intertwined. Mm. What was your inspiration when you started writing it?
2: Um, The the inspiration was about grief and trauma. So I often like start with a feeling or like a, yeah, a a feeling. So that the prank is about like revenge and the twins is about grief and... And I sort of build around that. And I, I sort of think the twin, the, having twins as characters is perfect to explore how you're going to deal with a, a trauma and yeah. how different people are going to react to this one event that's happened. And actually, through twins, that's perfect. It's really hard to sort of talk about this book without, you know, spoiling things about it. Um, but yeah, I. I wanted to start with the feeling and like that wrench of grief and, and and how two people can sort of come at it from such a different angle.
1: Yeah, and they definitely do. They really do. Also, dance plays a big part in this story. Is dance something you're familiar with? Because as I was reading it, I was thinking, are you a dancer? Have you studied dance? Do, are you just a fan of dance? Because it really is a big part of the story.
2: Yeah, do you know, I... I've never danced like professionally <laughs> at all, um, but I've got a very good friend of mine who does performing arts, and I think for uh, for a metaphor for the whole book, like ballet especially, because it's so disciplined and you so you so need like a straight face when you're doing like ballet, but it can hide trauma in your body, or and you can't show it to the outside world. Yeah, and actually, like as a metaphor for the whole book, it's perfect. But yeah, my friend. So sorry, I'm just moving my my camera um my friend is in performing arts so when I had a couple of paragraphs where there would be routines of dances she was like no you'd never have a pirouette after whatever move yes. i yeah in. so she was great and then she directed me to like loads of um YouTube videos where I watched about how people break in their dance shoes and stuff like oh that. it's horrendous yeah it? I know yeah. and like I didn't realize like you know you basically buy a pair of ballet shoes and you just destroy them and I just thought oh so interesting like again for a metaphor of the book like having this perfect thing that you just destroy and try and rebuild and it's like yeah and I just also I find when I'm writing a book if I don't know something if I'm interested in something but I don't know much about it for me researching it is really fun like I just yeah. think oh, I'd, you know for my next book it's about um like police diving and like how interesting that was like learning about that um and then I put little bits in my book because I'm like well I find that really interesting and maybe someone else would um you really
1: nailed the dance um, I did dance when I was younger I didn't do ballet
2: um
1: but I did uh, like uh, freestyle and jazz and tap and things so not quite as intense but I had friends who did ballet and yeah. You feel the passion. I think that's the thing with dance. And even if you stop dancing, there's still a part of you that is always drawn to it. Yeah. And you definitely feel that as well. You know, Margot's character, even though she is not the dancer... Mm. you still feel that she's still drawn to it she still can't escape it uh and I yeah I thought you really nailed the the passion and the love for dance throughout it felt very real um oh. is that a real is that a real show or did you make the show up that it's based on as well
2: I made the show up <gasps> yeah because otherwise actually you get into so many copyright issues I reckon
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was doing that. I thought, this would be a really cool show though I was like wow yeah
2: yeah. Do you know, like the the book was originally going to be called Mirror, Mirror, which is after the show in the book. But um, my publishers and I do see what they mean. They were like, it's a bit vague. So we changed That's it great. to the twins, but it was called Mirror, Mirror. Yeah,
1: Ah, there's a little, yeah. a little, little pop quiz fact <laughs> there. <laughs> and you gave a little hint there as to what you're working on next. So what can you yeah. tell us about
2: your next book? So I actually wrote this down because I haven't quite got the blurb yet. Um, And I don't, (laughs) so basically it's about a police diver called Jen, Jen Harper.
1: Oh, I love it.
2: I love it. I am,
1: I I don't know. There's something about the water for me. I do swim in the sea. I don't think I could ever go diving. There's something about diving that really frightens me. Cause I think you don't have control of your environment Mm. at all. Even if you are a pro and you're trained and you've got, you know, all of the gear and the
2: gizmos water is still something you can't control absolutely I honestly like talking because I did talk to a police diver and it was a woman funnily enough because that's incredibly rare yeah um because it's so demanding especially if you do full-time police diving you're always on a job Mm -hmm. um and it's just murky and it's dark and you don't have lights and everything's by touch and it was it's just it takes a very particular person like who thrives on that challenge and who Mm. obviously loves water and like the variety of like um, environment and it was just amazing but I'm like you I went scuba diving once and I didn't like it didn't enjoy it at all I felt really panicked I was basically going out with a friend of mine who's a scuba instructor right and he was like, oh you'll love it so you know when you're like okay and we did it and I we went down really far and when we were down really far he was like oh look at the gauge we're like a 70 foot down and I didn't realize and I looked up and I was like oh my god and I just didn't like it I just didn't like as you say that lack of control
1: yeah
2: um and you just never know at any point you know, your the air that you breathe is just compromised, and like, anything. and
1: it's on the flick of a coin. You know, things can be absolutely fine when you're diving; it could be a routine dive. And obviously, in the sea, you can see a fair bit more as well than in these, you know, lakes and reservoirs mm-hmm. that the police are
2: often having to go into. But it can all change so quickly, so quickly. Like the currents you don't see, and you know, if you're if you're diving in a river or something, and you get tangled by yeah. you know, weeds or whatever. I I and there's nowhere they don't go. Like she was like, oh, if you think of anywhere that's got water, like sewage pipes, wells everywhere. I was like, Jesus.
1: You must have so level headed and so calm and collected. Yeah. It's not a job for me at all. Not <laughs> a <job for> me.
2: <laughs> but that's I find, that, I find learn that. about. That. Yeah, exactly. I loved it. Um so I just I had to write about it I just found that job so interesting um yeah loved it what do you
1: think it is that draws you to writing you know darker thrillers what do you think it says
2: about you that that's kind of what you've chosen to write (laughs) I dread to think honestly (laughs) um I don't know I really I've thought I tried my hand at fantasy books when I was much younger because I I love I love all genres actually but I tried fantasy I tried sort of comedy like romantic comedy I tried I would really like to write um I've got an idea for a book that I really want to write that that needs to be a bit more literary right but I just think my style is so much suited to this sort of book um I don't know and also my my husband's always berating me because he's like everything is a conspiracy theory to you and I was like but you're married to a writer <laughs> and my mind just goes to but what if oh is that true and yeah I just I just think that's where my my mind goes it's like um always sort of second guessing someone's not not my friends or like anyone in <laughs> real life but like you know if you're watching a documentary you're like what is that person really thinking or what led to that event happening like what kind of a person I think it's the psychology of a person that does bad things or makes questionable decisions
1: that's exactly, fine. Yeah, like I I write fantasy predominantly. I I love reading oh, fantasy and I'm writing it. Yeah, I really enjoy oh, making so up cool. worlds or Yes. But I love listening to true crime. That's like my favorite. That's that's my dog walking podcast. So i go up in the Is woods it? and I'm like, oh, a bit of murder. Oh my and god. I love, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my you do that
0: feelings on a dog are, walk
1: alone. Yeah, but my feelings are, the odds of me being murdered while I'm listening to a podcast about murder are very slim. <laughs> I love that. I just want to tell myself, but, but actually, it's healthy. just very ironic when it eventually <laughs> happens. She was doing what she loved. <laughs> but yeah, I think the psychology of people who do these awful things is so fascinating. You know, nature versus nurture. And are we born that way? Is it something that we yeah. develop? Is it is it a case of one event can make someone do these things? Mm. Um, and I love reading thrillers for the same the same reason it's it's very interesting and I'm curious now whether we're going to have some thriller characters you obviously read a wide range of genres as well so Mm. I'm I've no idea what you're going to bring to the table
2: for your novel evening if I'm honest with you (laughs) well I mean you'll see you'll see I've I've gone quite I've gone quite left field given what I've just told you (laughs) oh okay well we should start with them where are we going to go for your evening so we are going to go to a forest, okay. So imagine somewhere very dense with trees where the wind twists through the branches and the only sounds you can hear of birdsong. And we keep going until it gets very thick and very dark. And we get a little afraid because we're not quite sure what is going on, where we're going, and then we see lights. And so we decide to follow them. And then we see strings of little strings of bunting and we can suddenly hear music. And we realize, hang on, there seems to be a party going on here. Mm. We're gonna go. So we reach a clearing and there's a huge long trestle table. And on top of it are platters of cakes and sandwiches and jellies and cups of tea. So much tea. And then there's the March Hare and the Matata. And we sit down there we're in wonderland and i'll be drinking Yorkshire tea thank you very much And um, what about you
1: <laughs> oh i don't drink tea or coffee uh because oh. i'm a weird english person but i do like <laughs> the fruit tea on occasion i could be tempted we have ended up in wonderland we have uh i'm i mean what a better place to have a party
2: well exactly it's atmospheric yeah um and i think i think i chose it because it was one of the first places that I'd read in a book where I was totally submerged in this yeah. image of this woodland clearing. And I could see I could see everything so vividly. And I really like with each edition that I find, not that I buy all of them, I wish I could, but all the illustrations are so different and they're so beautiful. And there are so many different interpretations of just that one scene, do you know what I mean? And yeah I know
1: I completely agree I think you it's always just a little different isn't it and what people yeah. find in that tea party scene
2: yes yes and I just I love it and I love I love the sort of innocence around it and I love you know all those huge characters you've got in that book um and the fantastical elements of it because I love I love fantasy and I love I love the kids you know, I can't wait till my, I read that to my boys and they're not long off reading yeah. that. Um, I just think it's
1: magical and I, lo- I love magic. I love it magic. It is pure magic, isn't it? That's the thing with Alice in yeah. Wonderland. It is just magical. Um, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm down for this. I'm down for this. Excellent. So who is going to be the first person who's going to join us in the in the Woodland Clearing?
2: So a Catrianne Ward. It's <sighs> got to be. I mean, I love her. I love her. I, I read Needless Street, and I was blown away by it. Yeah. Um, and, and Sundial, I think is actually up there in my top five of all-time books. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've read
1: I have. Either. I have. Read- I was really lucky to get proofs of both of those. Oh, and I've so recommended good. it to so many people. Needless Street was just... I didn't see any of that coming yes so i had i got a proof copy of both needless street for me was was probably my favorite of the two but they were both so good oh i mean whatever so she writes good. next is just gonna be can't wait just yeah, yeah. and also she's gonna be at the book like party as well so i know she's oh
2: yeah she's brilliant. very excited. Just... and she's so Wonderland. Uh, she'd, she'd do she's... great She's totally in Wonderland. She's dressed in gold too, because she, like, she dresses in gold quite a lot, doesn't she? And I just love that. I'm just like, yeah. Of course, so she's gonna be there, head of the table probably, in gold.
1: Love it. Okay, she's arrived. She's pouring herself some tea. Who's next?
2: She's totally there. Um, I love a bit of Joyce Carol Oates. She's Ooh. totally there, with me. Um, dressed in black. I fell in love with her when I um, read Blonde. You know about the the sort of fictionalised Marilyn Monroe book, and they're making a film of
1: that, aren't they? As we say, yeah, I'm pretty (gasps) sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. With oh oh, goodness, her name is uh, uh, is Anna de Armas. She was in Knives Out, and she was in the most recent Bond film. She is going to be Marilyn in it. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. Oh, good knowledge. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I just think she's an incredible. Writer, incredible, incredible writer. Not incredible. (laughs) Yeah, she's (laughs) awesome, and everything she writes is so different. And I I also like love that. Um, So she's definitely coming. Um, Colleen Hoover is going to come because I just think she just will add a bit of good crack. She seems very fun. I've only read
1: Verity, which I loved, but I know she has Such such a huge, huge following
2: like Mm, crazy and i I
1: follow her instagram and she does genuinely seem an awful lot of fun
2: yeah totally like totally normal given the success like she's had she just seems like i'm just me you know what i mean and i like i just happen
1: to write books that are really good runaway successes (laughs) (laughs) oh someday that'll be me
2: (laughs) we will all aspire um yeah, I think she would just provide so much, like, warmth and comedy and just, I think, I imagine, like, all of them, like, she's just the kind of person that just gets on with everybody, and that's really yeah. cool. Um, she so would like be you've got a, a group fun
1: group of women who I think would have
2: so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Very different, yeah. but very, very cool. Um, who else would I have? I'm going to put some men in there. Oh. Um, I'm going to put Neil Gaiman
1: yeah, so Neil Neil Gaiman is is just I mean again imagination, oh, it's wild.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean just out of this world. But again, like he's just really funny. He's really funny and down to earth and very supportive of other writers yes. and very engaged with his readers and i, I also love that and his wife um, is very cool as well um, is she amanda palmer oh, I
1: yes know. yes How i'm was. assuming they're still married but yeah he was married to amanda palmer who is very cool very very cool woman um they seem to have a very cool relationship again i think really. it would just be super interesting to he would just be great to chat to
2: exactly i just think he'd be cool and then all also, I would have Robertson David, who um, is dead, um, but again for the occasion. Yes. Um, so he wrote um, some big trilogies, actually, and I first read him. when My mum suggested I read him um, when I was about 20, and like, it blew me away. He, I read the Deptford trilogy, um, and I was talking to a couple of people about this, actually. And it is just—it's got something of everything. It's sort of fantastical and um, lyrical, and um, I can't—I can't even describe it. Like you know, when you read a book and you're like, every sentence is so beautiful. Like I could just read that over and over. Yeah. Um, and it's—it's it's about this man that um, brings on. A woman's premature labor when he accidentally hits her in the back of the head with a snowball that was meant for his best friend,
0: oh and it's like,
2: yeah, I know. So it's like well, that's an opener, isn't it? Yeah, um, but it's like follows him and his best friend through like like this sort of guilt and like what happens to them, and and it's got like things about circus life, and it's got things about psych- like really deep psycho psychology analysis, and. Like, honestly, I just, I just love him to bits. Um, so if you're looking for a sort of book that's not very well known, but absolutely brilliant. It's called I was going to De-
1: say, I've never heard, never heard of him, never heard of his work. So I will absolutely be checking, checking these out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. I'm not, I, I can't even do him justice. I can't even begin to describe like the sort of the twists and turns of like this trilogy. It's just a bit mad, but I love it.
1: Okay, yeah. so that he's come and joined us. I mean, this he's just sounds good. like we're taking over this table. I think it's going to be <laughs> pre- pretty
2: wild, actually. I know. The squirrels and the hares, they just don't have a look in anymore. It's all about our, <gasps> our characters, isn't it? Um, so for characters, because I'm allowed to bring characters. Yeah, of course you can. Amazing. So I would quite like to bring Pat Black from Mr. Chartwell,
1: Ooh. if you've heard
2: of him. I have not. Um, I am trying to find I've got a hat a hat where is it I don't know where I put it now so it was a book that I read a long 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 time ago um and it's by an author called Rebecca Hunt and it's about Winston Churchill's depression that he characterizes um he called he called it Pat Black and basically the author yeah the author Rebecca Hunt characterizes it as the black dog an actual black huge black dog in this book and it's all about sort of the history of Churchill's depression and in in the moments where he was deciding like the fate of like World War II and it's just like I've never sort of read a character like him Um, and it's really stuck in my mind I think I must have read it honestly in about 2007 um, which is when it published and it stayed with me all this time Oh um
1: yes it sounds so yeah,
2: intriguing yeah it's really good and I don't really read any non-fiction I have to say I'm not very um clued up in mo- most things um <laughs> but I felt like and I really love books that you feel like you learn something about a, a history book yes. you know a period of history or whatever um have you read The Aftermath by Ridian Brooks no Was I haven't Um, they made it into a film which actually they changed quite a lot of it which I was quite disappointed with but Mm -hmm. that's about um, World War II again but it's sort of after the war has happened and this sort of British general goes back to rebuild um, one of the German cities which escapes me now and he's given this house on the river Elbe or Elb however you pronounce it (laughs) which is basically like just he just gets handed it and And has to sort of get rid of the the woman who's living in there and her son and it's a and yeah and but he's a really nice sort of um diplomatic empathetic man and he says well why don't I stay in there but you can also stay with me and it's about sort of the relationships between this you know this British general and this and this German woman like who was obviously very wealthy and now has lost everything and it goes into you know the war and it's just so beautiful and so oh my goodness I was I was texting the editor because I was working at Penguin at that point I was texting him because I was on a trip like every few chapters I was like Will what is going on what is happening with this character oh my god and I've never done that I've never done that with any book but I was like every every chapter I was like what is going to happen but it's, it's quite, it's not like a crime thriller or anything, it's like a literary book about just this relationship and like the aftermath of such bad feeling, you know,
1: Yeah,
2: it's amazing, oh, I'm like really going on a tangent now.
1: No, um, <laughs> no, I've, I've never heard of it, I've, I've never heard of the film or, or of the book and that sounds fascinating, I think sometimes, the, like you say, the, the most beautiful stories are the very simple ones, like you say, about a relationship that
2: you know, between two
1: people who unfortunately mm. have been through something that's caused as you say a lot of a lot of turmoil a lot of bad feeling
2: oh, yeah. I'm
1: so intrigued okay oh, so
2: good so I'm, so- I'm
1: interested to know if you've got any other characters who are going to show up
2: Is oh okay at so, your table yes I would also invite um Ingrid the sister from Sorrow and Bliss <laughs> because I found her so funny
1: oh my god I still haven't read Sorrow and Bliss and all I've seen is such good reviews for it Um, tell me a bit about Ingrid
2: she's just I mean she barely appears in it but she's like foul-mouthed and funny and like the subject matter obviously in Sorrow and Bliss is quite heavy and she just brings such a light relief um she's just brilliant you know um in Fleabag you know the sister in Fleabag yes yes yeah she massively reminded me of her <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what her character name is in Fleabag now oh, the no I can't I her just I, I, I just know her as Fleabag's sister yeah yeah she's she's like that and I just thought yeah you're brilliant um and then am I allowed to invite someone of my own book yeah you absolutely can do you know what I'm going to invite Jen from okay. the book that's coming out in April because she's obviously a police officer and I know that she'd be the one booking a taxi out of there at a reasonable hour when everyone is drunk on tea <laughs> oh that's be... very
1: sensible you She's think... very sensible yeah you've thought that through and she'd look after us
2: she would look after us she's got a foul mouth she'd be she'd be a real fun, fun times but yeah she'd, she'd also make sure we got out of that forest safely no wolves <laughs> I'm,
1: no I'm I'm game for this I'm always game to make sure that you can get home safely that's very important. <laughs> and is there anyone that you don't want to show up in Wonderland? Oh my God. Um, Tough one.
2: Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't think of that. And that was one of your questions. I'm so sorry. You're um right. do I More think? fun when you're Not part the spot. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I, I don't like, I, I like reading certain horror books, mm-hmm. right? But I cannot deal with horror films. I think because my imagination just goes absolutely haywire and I, I will imagine things in shadows or I will imagine people running up the stairs behind me, even if my husband's upstairs and my kids are in bed and <laughs> I will just see same. things that aren't there if I've been something. <laughs> yes. I'm exactly okay. the same. You watched... Are you good? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not just me. No. Have you ever seen have you ever seen dog soldiers? Oh my god, no. Okay, don't because Everyone thinks it's like a really funny horror, but I think it's really terrifying. And it's like like a bunch of werewolves. Oh god, it's really old film, but they look really scary, and they've got like you know sort of big human bodies, but these enormous wolf heads. And when I was younger, I don't know why, but when I was younger, like six or seven, for for a long, long time, it still freaks me out if I think about it. Where I was, my bedroom was. um, I always used to imagine this huge wolf-like human coming around my door. I don't know why, but it really freaked me out. And when I saw Dog Soldiers, my ex made me watch it. um, I was like, "Oh my god, this is my nightmare! This is actually my nightmare." So I just googled it. Um, So
1: nobody is allowed. No, I just googled that, and no, 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 no,
2: no. So anyone remotely scary looking, I don't want those.
1: (laughs) I mean, in a forest setting, I think that's very fair. Um, Yes. It's not not the vibes we want. This is nice Wonderland. It's not, you know, it's not a dark horror version
2: of. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, no, they're not invited. Nobody scary is invited. No scary as well. Um, That's very fair. Yeah. But I I can't think of anyone else. Like, I'm just trying to think of characters that I wouldn't want in my... Um, oh I can't think of anyone
1: it's, it's a very to be fair I think the dog soldiers is it it's big yeah I think yeah. I think that's allowed <laughs> and I like I very much like your Wonderland tea party with some excellent characters and authors and that's what a novel evening is is all about
2: perfect love it
1: spot on and before I let you go and uh, enjoy the rest of your your evening I have to ask if you're reading anything at the moment
2: yeah I've just finished a book I just finished Verity actually um which I absolutely loved yeah I just finished Verity um because I bought it ages ago I'd, I'd read um It Ends With Us and I really wanted to read Verity because I'd seen it everywhere and I heard that mm. it was quite a different genre and I really loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Very atmospheric and very um, you know, like the main character I can't remember her name of, uh What's her name? Oh I literally God. just read it. For God's sake, what's the matter with me? Because it's See, in the I first part. So. <laughs> that. That's the
1: one. <laughs> yes.
2: She's very <laughs> relatable. Yes. Um, and like, you know, when she sort of like she says things in her head that I'm just like you know that are questionable and then she's like oh I shouldn't think this but blah, blah 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 I'm like yeah actually I don't think enough authors sort of get into the head of their characters and think bad thoughts when bad thoughts are normal
1: because mm-hmm. I
2: think there's so much of like if you're an author you want your readers to relate to and like your main character but sometimes your main character you, mean, you know everyone's human everyone has like bad internal thoughts sometimes you know what I mean All the time,
1: in my case, (laughs) (laughs) constantly. It's a very, it's very different. I think I've not read any of her other work, but I've heard it's very different to what what Mm. else she's written. Um, Mm. It gave me kind of, you know, the like rear window kind of vibes. You know, the old kind of, yeah. yeah, Do you know what I mean? Those those real kind of sinister old vibes where you you have a movie where something's happening and you know the, the main character can't figure
2: out what and I yeah. really enjoyed it yeah me too I sort of felt like it was a bit like I think I put this on Twitter because I was thinking about how I would sort of compare it or like pitch it and I thought well, it was quite re- it, like Rebecca meets Gone Girl meets um yes. actually yeah good call with yeah the one you just said yeah the, just the, full the rear one. window yeah yeah with,
1: yeah exactly. i think he's yeah. in it now but yeah it's got it just gives me those vibes and it's very mm-hmm. different uh, i've not read anything like it uh, mm-hmm. But yeah it's definitely got rebecca rebecca vibes i feel like there's a little mm-hmm. bit of that a little bit of that in there and do you know what you're yeah. going to read next uh
2: what is on my list so i've got a couple of proofs that i need to read so i've got the new lucy martin who wrote stop, stop at nothing um which i absolutely loved um and that's called the choice Um, So I've got that to read. And I just finished um, More Than You'll Ever Know. Oh my God, I can't even pronounce Katie's name. She's, uh, you're gonna have to edit this out actually because I can't (laughs) pronounce her name and that would be really embarrassing. So scrap that. We'll take Um, that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna go back. I I also just finished The Swimmers by Julie Otsoka.
1: I've and seen that
2: everywhere. it's so good. It's so, good. so I read, uh, oh good, B- "Buddha in the Attic" like a hundred years ago, and I absolutely love that. But "The Swimmers," um, it was the third book ever in my life that's made me cry. Oh wow! Oh, it was so it's like heartbreaking. It's about this so this this swimming pool um, that's underground, and everyone sort of uses this swimming pool to like escape life and just be in the moment, and then it has a crack in it. And it's almost like it mirrors one of the swimmer's lives who's like suffering. She's a very old woman called Alice and she's suffering with dementia. And and the pool ends up having to close. And it's like her life with dementia and the impact it has on her family and like how swimming like really kept her sort of going. And it was just, oh my goodness, it's just heartbreaking. Um, Amazing, amazing book. So amazing, I think she's like an incredible writer.
1: Oh, I'm absolutely going to check that out. I've seen I've seen yeah. so many people post such incredible things about it. Mm. Um, so I think it's definitely one that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into <laughs> and add yeah. to my own my own TBR pile. <laughs> what have you got on your list? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've just been given a proof of uh, A Restless Truth by Freya Mask, oh, who my. I was lucky enough to chat with. It's a wow. sequel to A Marvelous Light, which oh, that's cool. I, I really enjoyed. It's um they are they're like queer historical fantasies yeah uh very very cool and i'm reading i'm reading kingdom of the wicked at the moment because i just wanted a bit of smutty fantasy if i'm honest with you
0: totally,
2: totally. i just needed yeah. that
1: in my life Thank you. yes i just needed hot characters <laughs> yeah yeah. and i messaged my friend like recommend me something that's got like a hot people in and she was like get kinged with the wicked so that's what i've done (laughs) (laughs) i'm very much enjoying it it. (laughs) oh okay interesting right
2: i'll have to go on amazon
1: (laughs) you should absolutely go on amazon it's very enjoyable um i'm just in a real fantasy hype at the moment i feel like i'm in a bit of a i want to just read fantasy but i've got loads of proofs i need to i need to prioritize because my tbr has gotten a bit absurd now um how do you put how do you you get through it all i don't live (laughs) it's basically (laughs) it's basically gonna grow around me until i'm an old woman and i live in a house made of books um I love it. It's so it's so problematic, and I my husband is a wonderful, wonderful guy who built me these incredible sleeper shelves.
2: I love and
1: he, it. And he he yeah, it's fantastic for the books that I've read. And then there's a big old, you know, the the big IKEA cubby hole boxes. Mm. Yeah, I have a whole oh, one of those oh. eight eight squares filled. With no.
2: Boxes.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. amazing. Yeah. And
1: the, top the top is covered as well oh. uh, I think I have about 300 unread books
2: <laughs> no shit like honestly I don't know how you guys I would feel so, so panicked by that
1: I'm just Thank embracing you. it now I'm just embracing <laughs> it uh, life's too short not to buy the books I saw a quote <laughs> earlier actually that said it it's like you know unread books are a gift you're never going to read all of the books in the world you may as well try Oh, I love that. That's nice. And I feel like that's enabling me to continue with what is probably an actual problem at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But I said to my husband, you know, I, you know, it's books or I could, you know, I could drink every single day. I could, you know, take drugs. It's not that bad. I just buy books.
2: (laughs) So... (laughs) Oh, bless it! And I'm quiet reading it. Like, what else do you want? Yeah, exactly. My children
1: are fed. They have clothing. (laughs) I'm not neglecting anything. Just let me have this. So totally,
2: totally have (laughs) it. And you know
1: what? It makes me feel better when I get to talk to people like yourselves who get it. (laughs) Oh, we get it
2: totally. Understand it. Yeah. I mean, what would life be without books? Honestly.
1: And that is the perfect quote. I feel like. And yeah. thank you for, for sharing your novel evening, for chatting with me about oh, twins. Thank
2: you. Bye. It's been such a pleasure, Bye. like an honour. Thank you so much for inviting oh, me. Oh,
1: thank you. And I'm very excited to uh to get to meet you in person. Oh,
2: me too. I can't wait to see you next week. Very excited. Thank you. See you soon, lovey.